0: We shall go on to the end, we shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in you.
1: All right, hello everybody, and welcome to episode number thirty of the Art of Surrender. I'm um, thirty feels like a little bit of a milestone, Aaron. I'll be honest. The <laughs>
0: um,
1: Yeah, commitment. That's commitment, hey. Um, so everybody, my guest today is Aaron Morelli, uh, and he's from Higher Jiu Jitsu in Sydney, and uh, yeah, one of my friends, training partners, all the rest of it. Aaron, what's going on?
0: Nothing much, just uh. Same as everyone stuck in uh, at home. There's not that much to do, but we're coming out of it and yeah, excited to talk some UFC.
1: Yeah, that's it. There you go. So uh, there it is. So Aaron and me, we'll we'll talk in the future and I'm sure we'll do a, uh, like a, you know, a bit more of a chat about yourself and your jujitsu and martial arts and all that sort of stuff. But today we're going to do something different ahead of um, UFC 255 and have a chat about the fight card, break it down. Um, have a chat about just just general MMA stuff and like UFC and just uh, just see where it goes really this is something that obviously a lot of listeners have an interest in I have an interest in and it's good to sort of debrief with some people on stuff from time to time and just see whether people enjoy that kind of a chat or not um yep. and yeah here we are uh first one off the rank though Aaron the reason why I got you to come on uh, today is obviously Aaron Ratwani Morelli <laughs> He is the What's the story behind that Aaron?
0: Oh I think it's just uh, As you know we have a At Hydro Jitsu we have a boys chat And uh, I'm usually the one With all the MMA news I have uh, my Twitter Is pretty much MMA and sports So any news that breaks I usually get an alert and uh, Pass on the information So (laughs) Somehow I've uh, been Dubbed Ratwani uh, in, uh, I'm not as good as Ariel huani but I try to be. <laughs> I just steal the news off him and then pass it on as my own.
1: Yeah, but I, I but I see yours before I see his, so so that's uh fair bump play on.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he, he uh his Twitter his Twitter pops up on my phone and then I pass it on. <laughs> so I look, I look like a source
1: uh so what do, what do you reckon this weekend uh ufc 255 it is um, davison figueredo versus alex perez for the flyweight title and also uh i guess the co-main is valentina shevchenko and jennifer Meyer for the flyweight women's flyweight title um yeah what do you how do you reckon we should do it start off by breaking down we'll just we'll work up to those fights right so we'll start from the bottom we'll work up yeah um Let's, let's go. So there's, a, there's a, obviously a heap of fights, too much to go into all of it, but let's just start with, well, on the prelims, Joanne Buckley versus Jordan Wright. I, have, you, have you looked into that fight at all?
0: Uh, no, not, not much into that one.
2: Yeah. Um, no. mainly
0: focused on the main card for this one, I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. Not, I, I just did that know, one. Did you see his KO,
0: though? Uh, no, I didn't see that one.
1: Buckley, it was the spinning back hit KO like. Oh yeah, KO yeah, sorry,
0: yes, 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 sorry, yes, I did see that one. <laughs> the <whole> that was definitely <laughs> impressive.
1: Yeah, the whole world saw that. Um, all, yeah. right, so, all right, so alright, we'll do one one fight on the prelim card that I wanted to chat about was Brandon Marino versus Brandon Royvall. Um, just I, I think that, that fight
0: will be fight of the
1: night. Have you
2: Yeah, I think I think
0: there's often, you know, on that uh on the prelim card I think there's a good chance that especially in uh these time there's a good chance that one of those uh, fights steals the show. Mm. So uh I think especially with a card like this I wouldn't say there's too many like they're not the biggest fights you'll you'll see or the biggest card. So I think those two have a good uh good opportunity to uh you know steal the night and then obviously with the uh main the main fight being uh flyweight As well, I think uh, those two will be looking to put on a good, good performance because uh, you know if they put on a good performance, get a finish, you never know how far up the rankings they'll get.
1: Well, I think this, I think this fight is almost a number one contender fight. Um, uh, Obviously, so this card originally was was originally scheduled to be Davison Figueroa versus Cody Garbrandt, and then Garbrandt pulled out with a bicep injury, so they
0: brought um, Alex Perez in. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big loss to the card. I think Cody,
2: obviously,
1: people tune in for him. Yeah, but these days, man, I'm tuning in for Figueroa. <laughs> Dude, that guy. Yeah. So, let's, let's don't get too far ahead. Look, let's just, <laughs> that that flyweight fight, Roy Val versus Moreno, have you seen either of those
0: guys fight? Yeah, yeah I've watched them um, over time. I think... Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping that it's just going to be a slugfest because I think I think it needs to be a, a solid fight, a good fight. Because as you know, the flyweight division is a struggle. Mm. The UFC was going to sell that all of a year ago if it wasn't for Saheuta. So I, I would, I'm leaning more towards. I think Moreno will win this one. And my hope is is obviously three uh, three round fight. I think if they can have a good, you know three rounds of solid back and forth and then one of them get the finish. I think that's going to put them in line for that title shot because obviously if uh Figueiredo wins, uh, Garbrandt's still there as well. Yeah, for so sure. They're going to need to pull out someone big there. And I, yeah, I definitely think uh, Mourinho will take this one.
1: How, how do you, what do you think? Have you looked into either of them? What do you think the keys to victory are and have you been, um, have you been impressed with them in any way? Individually.
0: I, I think the thing with, uh, so one of the things with Marina that I do, like he beat uh, Formiga and he is the only man to beat uh, Figueiredo. So um, I think that's a, a big one to consider. Um, and yeah, just o- overall, I just think he's, he's going to be the better fighter. I, I don't have the, I wouldn't say I've watched heaps of their fights, but I'm just looking into this. Um, a little bit. I think that, that is more where I'm leaning for this one. What about yourself?
1: Um, so f- you're right. Um, he did beat Formiga, but so did Alex Perez.
0: Yes, that was what I was going to say. Is the only man to beat the greater as his only loss.
2: Mm, is,
1: um, um, Formiga, yeah, 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 and but that was that that fight was TKO by leg kicks in the first round. So I the way the way I feel about these guys is that I, like I, I think I paid attention to them both initially when they fought kara France, yeah, and um, this is Moreno and um, um Roy val uh, yeah, yeah, initially seeing them fight kara France and Moreno just looked a little bit more. Uh, that was a decision win, but the difference between yeah. the two fights was, I. F- I felt like um, Roy Val was a little bit scared of Kaikara France's power and, he, yeah. and Kaikara France did almost knock him out before he lost that fight, yeah. had the scramble and got, and got submitted. And that was, like a, that was a sick fight and it was back and forth and it was crazy. But Kaikara France was the one who ha- seemed to have more power and seemed to have Roy Vale a little bit more concerned. Where on the other hand, when Moreno fought against... Kaikara France, he was the one kind of like elfering him and pushing him back and making him circle a lot. So I think that um, that's going to be the, the difference there, that um, Moreno is going to be, have a lot more power in his hands than Roy Valle, And I think Roy Valle is probably going to have to try and take it to the ground or scramble to the floor to, to have a chance. Otherwise, he coasts a decision on the outside. I don't see him yeah. knocking out Moreno.
0: That, that's the thing, I think, with the, the smaller guys, is often there's, there's a lot of decisions. Um, they tend to pack less power. But I think <laughs> you know, if he's packing more power and uh, looking at his uh, record, there's a fair few submissions in there, some a TKO. Um, so I think he's definitely got a wide variety of results in terms of decisions, TKO, submissions, all different types. So I think all around, I think he's the, the pick for this one. Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
1: I, that's, that's me too. That's me too. But I, I think this fight's going to be sick. This is the one I, this is, I'm, other than the main event, this is the other one I want to see.
0: Yeah. I think um, that's why they put it where they put it, because they want people to tune in.
1: Yeah. Right before that main card. Right before the main card.
0: Uh, like, based off these two records and where they stand in the division, it could easily be on the main card.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that they could have kicked it off as the um, opening one for the main card, opening fight for the main card. Yeah,
0: because I mean, even the opening fight is not quite... I mean, it's all right, but... Shogun I'm versus
1: more, Paul Craig.
0: Yeah. I think I'm more interested in, in that fight than, I'd say, these two.
1: Right. Well, so what do you, let me ask you, so we're both going Moreno. What do you think about the Paul Craig versus um, Mauricio Rua, Hua Shogun? What do you think about that one? The uh, tricky one are, are, you in, uh, are you interested in it as well?
0: Not, uh, I wouldn't say it's probably like the, the fight I'm most interested I'm actually I'm interested in the Definitely interested in the other four I think Ruah's been around a long time <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> been around a mile now So I think You know Paul Craig can definitely Take advantage of that But You know You can never look past the experience The amount of times he's been in the octagon And the amount of times he's fought um, You know, you can't look past that
1: mm, What's what your pick?
0: I'll go Rua on this one Okay, yeah, without going too much detail Because I'm
1: keen on the other four, sorry
0: I'm just going purely on experience um, I, think, I think he'll take that one
1: Okay, uh, well I think uh, I, I'm going to go Paul Craig I think that uh, who are def- Shogun definitely has a lot more experience But Paul Craig is not um, An inexperienced fighter in his own right so, I think yeah. that he, I think Paul Craig um, can just wear him down over the three rounds and might get a late submission. That's how I feel. Or otherwise, just a decision.
0: Yeah, well, I think, yeah, that's the thing. I think if he if could push him, you know, obviously, we've been around a while. If we can push him into those later rounds and take him down, um, Paul Craig definitely has a submission record. But, you know, if you look at Paul Craig's record recently, I mean, it's very inconsistent. Mm, he um, is up and down, eh? He went nine and oh and then he lost to Tyson Pedro, round and not, not bad names. Big like big names in the division. There's still people that are around and solid fighters. Mm. But uh you know, Jimmy Cruot, um that was a good
1: people. that was a good fight, man. Jimmy Cruot won that by a um Kimura in like the, the third round with like nine seconds to go or something, and it was yeah, it was oh.
2: a And that was his
1: that was his debut in the UFC as well. Do you remember he was talking about his nerves and everything?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that's the thing. I mean, he won, and he won his last few. And he also obviously has a draw with uh, Rua as well. Previously,
1: yeah. So this is actually they're running this back, right? It was a split draw. They fought. They fought previously. And I think in that fight, do you remember how that one actually went down?
0: no, I don't think – you've got a better memory with this than me.
1: Yeah, so I'll. I'll in, in short, Paul Craig absolutely just smashed him up in the first round and almost finished him, wasn't able to, and then ended up being gassed. And Shogun, wow. kind of, with experience, you're right, with experience, kind of hung in there, did enough to get through the first round. And then um, just Paul Craig was gassed and he just kind of laid on him a bit. And, I remember um, that. They had it as a split draw, but I think they if they run it back this time, I think Paul Craig comes out uh, a little bit more prepared and and aware of um, having the whole three rounds and not just blowing blowing his gas out in the first. And that's probably a different fight.
0: How do you uh, interesting with all these fights, especially when you're running it back? How do you think these guys handle the uh, the no crowd situation? Do you think in a fight like that, with you know that fight went back and forth? Do you think the crowd will play much of a factor or do you think it changes?
1: I, th- I mean, I haven't been in the octagon. It's hard to say, but I think, I think the crowd probably um, with these two in particular, I think the proud the crowd would probably affect Paul Craig more. I feel like he would be more subject to having the crowd kind of influence the way he paces in the fight where I think, as you mentioned, Shogun's very experienced, and I think he would have a better control of his output when if where there's a crowd and there's you know all that kind of extra push. I think he'd have better control of it. So without the crowd, it probably suits Paul Craig to have his corner assisting him more.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that, that's the thing. I think a lot, of, especially when you're running it back. A, I think, I've been thinking about that as we look at the card and look at general fights in general. Just the the impact of no crowd, um, especially on, you know, your main events and like a McGregor fight, for example. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all these main card fighters, especially if they haven't done it before, deal with it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, Mike Perry, so out of these guys, uh, Mike Perry fought um, on UFC Fight Island, right? So he's done no crowd yeah. and that was against Mickey Gall. Um, did Chevchenko defend her belt against... No crowd. I know Figueroa obviously fought um, uh, Bermudez. What's his name? Joseph um, Benavidez, sorry.
0: Yes, he had to fight. He fought Benavidez twice because first fight he obviously didn't make weight, so he couldn't be given the title. Yeah.
2: And there was
0: obviously that head clash in there um, as well. Yeah, so they ran it back. Yeah, so they're running that back. Yeah. and, no, Shevchenko hasn't fought Yeah, She so hasn't fought since uh, February when she beat uh, Kagan, who's also on this card. Um, that was a relatively... She was in control that whole fight. So um, I expect no different in this fight. I think uh, Shevchenko, I mean, she's amazing. I think she's the only one that I see that's really pushed to Nunes when they fought. <laughs> um, I just think she's head and shoulders above the rest of the moment. But, you know, it's. I think it's always uh, these sort of fights and where someone can come out and shock the world. So you never know. You know, you've always got a chance when you get in there. But I think Shevchenko will control the fight and she's generally always safe and, and got so many weapons. So I definitely see her taking this. I think she'll get it done, my prediction, probably round three.
2: Hmm. Yeah, just from volume.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, we're, skipping, we're skipping ahead a little bit here, but yeah, that's fine. We could do that one. I think, um, yeah, I think that's the same. Like Valentina Shevchenko is just incredible. I, I don't think Jennifer Meyer um, is experienced enough to be able to hang, it, hang in there with her um, for five rounds. And the other thing is I think Jennifer Meyer's only chance is to take it to the floor and try and control her and look for a submission. Or wear her out on the ground, and I think Chevchenko is just too good. It's, I just don't think it's going to happen. And as you said, th- third round, I think as the fight goes on, Valentina it, accumulation wears on Jennifer, and Jennifer doesn't really look fit and lean like Chevchenko does. She kind of looks like she's a, like, a little bit chubby, kind of like not out of shape, but definitely doesn't have the cardio that Chevchenko
0: has. That's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, looking at her record again, she's only won her last one. She lost to Chukagan just before, who obviously got, uh, and that was by decision. She also, she does go to decision a lot. And I just, I don't see, I don't see anyone other than maybe Nunez decision yes. beating uh, Not maybe. with volume, unless you can get her down and control her for however long. Yeah, I I, 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 I just, I obviously a fight's a fight,
1: so like there's two people and only one can win. So she, there's a world where she does win, but <laughs> just not in this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like it's one of those things. You, you become, there's sometimes those strange spot fights where someone's the clear favourite, and it's just a bit of a shock when. You know, even I remember, like an example I can think of is like Usman Woodley. I did not expect. Woodley to get controlled like that right so you never know she could come in and control her and shock the world but I mean if I had to bet my house on it (laughs) I bet on Shevchenko just sheer volume early round three um TKO
1: yeah
0: sorry I did skip the
2: part there
1: (laughs) no that's fine that's fine Uh, yeah I I also think um I also think Valentina and I think it I think, like, yeah, second or third round. I, think, I, don't, I just don't think she can last long enough to hang in there, to, like, really hang in there. I think by the end of the first round, we'll know how the rest of the fight's going to go, though. That's for sure.
2: Yeah,
0: and I think the way Shevchenko generally fights is she's a very, very smart fighter. So I think that first minute or two, she'll start getting reads and she'll start feeling comfortable. And I think the problem with someone like Shevchenko and someone like Nunes is once they feel comfortable... Um, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Because if they, especially if they, they don't feel your power, they don't feel a threat from you. Um, and, and then they're just flowing, eh? <laughs> just flowing. Yeah, I mean, you see Nunes every time. Like, you think, like, oh, why are you letting that person hit you or whatever, but they don't respect the power and they just walk through it and, you know, you get the same the same result. And I'm hoping to see Shavashenko Nunes again because yeah. I just think... Back. They're the best two women on the planet and I think
2: that's just the fight for me,
1: to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see that again as well, but she's, she's already done it twice and I think it's, I don't necessarily think Amanda Nunes proved she's um, more technical and is a better fighter, so to speak. I think that she just proved that the, the size difference between them is too much. Um, yeah. for Valentina to make up the difference. But I think at the same weight, that would be the, a super competitive fight and they'd both be able to win it.
0: Yeah, it definitely wasn't... It was actually a confusing fight because nothing much... They really sort of equaled each other out and, you know, there was no. there's not that dominance that they usually both have.
2: Mm.
1: And when I say at the same weight, obviously the fight is at the same weight, weight but just in terms of... The humans they are. Amanda Nunes is a much yeah. bigger person.
0: Yeah, they and they, they. I mean, you know, they weigh you know, a weight, and then the next day, <laughs> once yeah. they pull that back in, um, you know, never know what they weigh. So that's I mean, true. The, the, the biggest example was Poirier and Holloway. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, mean, I couldn't believe that they fought at the same weight at one point. I mean, looked like a different human. Like, like they looked like they were different weight classes. So. I guess that's that's always going to be a factor with those two is that Shevchenko is smaller and will always be smaller unless she does a GSP and pack on 25 pounds of muscle.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I, yeah, 100% agree with what you're saying. But let's let's go back to this fight. Harder are into the future now. And the reason why we are is because no one's going to beat Shevchenko except for her. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've already passed on her from Maya. She'll go out there and...
1: <laughs> We, if we're not looking past her, we're looking through her. <laughs> if
0: she wins, you'll have to get me back on next week so I can form one <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, no worries. Um, all right, so now let's look at uh, Chikagian versus Cynthia Calvillo. Or Calval, sorry. Uh, what do you, have you had a look at that fight? What do you think of that? What do you think of them? Tricky
2: one. I
0: do like Chikagian in this one. Um, I think... Again, it's a tough one because, she, you know, obviously she lost to Valentino and then she went and beat her sister. then um, mm. she's lost to Andrade again. But I don't know. I just think she, based off her record, she generally comes out of a loss pretty well. Um, but, you know, that loss is only a month ago now. So she's obviously keen to get back in there. Um, yeah, so I think I'll take her on that one. But, you know... I've never known how to say her name. Is it
1: Calvilia, Calvilla? Oh, Cal, Cal, Calvilla? I, I
2: don't I need know. To listen to the let's
1: just say, let's just say Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who who are you thinking? Sorry, you're thinking Chukagin.
0: I'm gonna go with Chukagin on this one. It's not a sure bet, but I just think she'll bounce back. Down. Um, she's a great fighter. Um, yeah, yeah. I think she'll bounce back in this one, but obviously. Um, I really, it's not going to be a walkover. Uh, let's say I, I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a decision on this one.
1: Mm, okay. I think um, I'm a little bit different on this one. I think, I think that the thing I'm concerned about is Chukagin's about, she's way long, a lot longer and, and a lot taller than yep. Cynthia. So that's going to be an issue. And Cynthia in general, um, is a bit more of a grappler than she is striker and um, Chikagian on the other hand is more of a striker who fights with range and likes to use her legs to keep people away as well. So yes. um, the, the issue is going to be whether Cynthia can close the distance or not That's and, and get it to the floor and, and maintain control once she gets to the floor. That's the difference. But I feel like um, she's going to, she might be able to do that and I think she will wear her out and and be able to win it, win the fight, either with a submission or just sort of grind out a, des- a grinded sort of decision. So I'll go with Cynthia on that one.
0: But uh, yeah. I mean, I think that, that point is obviously valid. And I think and the other thing with Chick is obviously, I think it's been tough. Like the, the last two fights, when I look at her record, like you gotta remember like losing to Andrade and losing to... Like losing to Valentin Shevchenko, <laughs> half halftime. It shouldn't even be a loss on your record. Like, it's not like it's so like that's such a tough fight. Shevchenko will beat most of the division, and then obviously Andraj is a great great fighter as well. So it does make it hard because if you look at her record, oh, she's had a few losses, but she's fighting the top of the division. You know? mm. um, so I think you know she's a great striker. She's you know you know she. She's grow, grown her overall game, so I think she'll get the win here. But I definitely see your point there um, with Cavilio's game plan. Um, but I do think it'll be a decision and could go either way. But I think Shishkagan will just stay on the, stay in her range and uh, just edge out a two rounds to one victory. There you
1: go. I like it. I like it. There you go. So at least keys to victory. We're both seeing what they each have, and we're I'm I'm having a crack on <laughs> at one and you're having a, a punt with the other one, but um, that should be a good fight and uh, I guess we'll see how it goes. But there you go. You were talking to me before we started the podcast saying like, we're just going to end up agreeing on everything and we have not. So that's, that's that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those fights, like if it stays standing, I can clearly see Chikagan winning, but I mean, Kavilia, when she gets on top, that's her position, right? Mm. So if she gets it down, I mean, you you can be you can be talking about a very different uh, different fight. So, I think she will get her down. I don't. I think it may be late though.
1: Too late in the round to to make it to be, do the damage she needs.
0: Yeah, I think it, that that's what I think is going to happen. I think in a three-round fight, she uh, you know obviously you're only going fifteen minutes. You don't need. Uh, they've obviously got the cardio for it, mm. and I think you can stay on the outside and. Use her range. I mean, you can be in for a, almost a boring fight in the sense of keeping her range, just little attacks consistently. And then I think at the end, Caval uh, will use some sort of fancy takedown, get her down, and maybe it's too late. But again, could be wrong. Could take her down the first minute and uh, finish her off there.
1: Uh, I guess we'll see, hey. Um, yeah. So. All right, let's go on to the next one. This one, I'm actually looking forward to this one, but only only to see Mike Perry. So Mike Perry versus Tim Means. Um, Tim Means doesn't mean much to me, <laughs> but Mike Perry, on the other hand, I'm pretty keen to see him fight. More, more yeah. just for the spec, the spectacle of it, and all all the sort of like uncertainties surrounding him, and just just because he's fucking mad man, he's just crazy. So I want to see it. He's
2: got his
0: pregnant girlfriend in his corner again. <laughs> Who who has zero (laughs) fights experience at all Yes, but I will give it to him, the Mickey Gall fight he looked good Yeah I mean he puts it, and I don't know if he's doing it on purpose but every time I see social media, like he's hitting pads and he looks terrible and he just looks horrible and then I mean, in, in the fight like against Mickey Gall, he came out and I mean he had his girlfriend in the corner and he, and he fought well and he won. So mm. I mean, you can't take that away from winning the UFC is a win in the UFC, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, well, look, Mickey Mickey Gall. I don't think he's um he like his jujitsu is good, but I don't think he's like wrestling defense is very good. So he's just getting yeah. con- getting controlled on the floor a bit too much there by um.
0: beating CM Punk. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And
0: exactly.
1: beating uh, Northcutt. Yeah. yeah and well, North. <laughs> it was proven was sort of brought into the UFC a little bit earlier than he should have been not saying he's not a UFC potential, but he probably came into the UFC a little bit earlier than he should. Um,
0: yeah. I think, yeah. I think he, yeah, he's into early and unfortunately now hopefully he can make his way back. there. But yeah, that's a side note.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so oh man he's just mike perry i swear to god i swear to god at first he's super crazy and there's like a lot of stuff going on in his life un- unresolved like there's law cases and all this sort of stuff uh, but i swear he's kind of like everyone sort of has like characters these days in the ufc and i feel like he's leaning into his a little bit like being sort of like mad and unpredictable and that's kind of i don't really think that he's mindset and and um frame of mind from a fighting perspective is actually as out of control as people think.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's the whole, and I think Conor McGregor is a lot to explain for, I think a lot of people really, I mean, you can look at Covington as well. A lot of people realize that this is a prize fighting sport and personality and Mm. being entertaining uh, is a big factor, right? And I think if you look at his purse for the fight, you'll probably notice it's probably decent money compared to maybe better quality fighters, but, you know, people do like to watch him. Mm. He's, he is standing. And even the girlfriend thing in the crowd, like that last fight, everyone, I have Twitter open and people loved it. People thought it was hilarious. And then when he won, they were just like, it's great. And the funny thing about Mike Perry is I remember in 2016, I mean, he was 9 and oh before he ran into Alan Durban. He was like... People were looking at him like this guy's. You know, when he first entered the UFC, like this guy's good. You know, he's going to be a great. And then since then, he beat Ellingberger and then Alex Reyes, and then he just very inconsistent from their losses and mixed with winners. And then he, uh, I again, I don't know if you remember the Paul Felder fight. Yeah, that was a great fight. That was a that was a great performance. I mean, he he, I thought that was a just a fantastic. And then he fights Cerrone and gets armbarred in the first round it doesn't look that great. So, He's an interesting one. Like, sometimes I watch him and I'm like, wait, it looks great. And then other times, um, you know, not so much. But, yeah, I think uh, it's a tough one.
2: Oh, look, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm,
0: gonna
1: go I'm leaning towards Perry. I'm, I'm backing him in, eh? I think he's going
0: to get it done. Gonna going. I'm going to go with, yeah, Mike Perry on this as well. Yeah. All right. Just We're about...
1: Gonna... <laughs> What about they were talking about Darren Till being in his corner? <laughs> and then
0: Darren Dude, Till brought they, out they to get along. <laughs> I mean, Darren Till's a troll on Twitter, but they used to get along. Like I don't know if you remember that video when you wanted to spar, and uh, Darren Till thought he wanted to have a spa, like a spa bar. Can... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wanted to fight him, and... <laughs> he's like, "I want to have a
2: fight." <laughs> like,
0: and just like. Uh, just the way Darren Till reacted. He was just like, yeah, I'll fight you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, And Darren Till, remember he was saying he was going to raw dog Mike Perry's missus. And then later on, he ended up bringing out the raw dog brand. And now he's turned yeah. it into a beer company.
0: It's but, just, again, it again, it goes back to that, yeah. have a personality and have something that makes you interesting. And people, people like it, right? I mean, this guy is on, an average card is the third fight is not even the main event. And people are like, I mean, my Twitter for the fight, people are talking about the fight and mm. talking about Darren Till, you know. Well, I mean, um,
1: aside, aside from the two fights that are for titles, it's the it's the next one off the list, which shows you like, you know, the draw that he
0: does have. Well, I'm tuning in for this fight. Uh, yes. This is my main event. Just... <laughs> The whole spectacle of him walking out with his pregnant missus in his corner is just going to be <laughs> on, on already.
1: Sp- Spoken like a true Ariel fucking Elwani right there, man. My yeah. I want to see Davis and Figueroa murder someone else. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I do think, I do think, uh, I mean, I'm going with my heart leg for Mike Ferry just because I want this entertaining train to continue of him having his... Because I think the next fight, they're going to have the baby in a pram. In the <laughs> <court>. uh, <laughs> it's going to have its own uh, fight kit on
1: and everything. It of
0: that. I, just, I just want it to keep going. Because um, I think it's going to be even funnier when she's in the corner and there's a crowd. Um, but I do think, like Tim Means, obviously, again, shaky. Shaky last record. I don't how any fights he has left on his contract, but... Looking at his record, he does need to win this fight. Yeah, th-
1: this is definitely a fight where the UFC, I think, is angling um, to try and get Mike Perry a win. If anything, like Dana yeah. would definitely be <laughs> wanting Mike Perry to win this fight.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and again, I'm not sure how many fights on his kind of. But again, the, I mean, he seems to bounce back from the losses, <laughs> like with wins. So after every loss, there's a win, except for um, when he lost to Lowell low hum- but, I mean, yeah, I think a loss here wouldn't be good if he doesn't have many fights left on his contract. Mm.
1: I guess we'll see. So I'm, I'm also, I'm, oh, I'm picking um, Mike Perry for this one.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with my, Mike Perry with my heart, but I feel Tim Means, I mean, he's a crafty guy. You don't get in the career for no reason. I do think he has the ability to finish Perry.
1: Yeah, he's definitely more technical. Um, yeah. I think I think he's a more technical fighter, but the thing is, he's been he's been like you said, he's winning and losing. Um, he's been submitted by a Guillotine two out of his last three fights. He's been knocked out uh, a couple of times, and he, so he's been he's lost by a knockout or TKO, what it says here, two times.
2: But um, yeah, I I think
0: with this one, if it, it for me, this fight's really gonna balance on Perry in the sense of Perry does obviously have a strong chin. So he tends to test that and he likes to get in those battles. And if Tim Means can find a way to hit those clean, you know, those clean shots in, in the middle, those little pot shots, um, it could be a long night for Mike Perry, but, you know, Perry is aggressive. He does come forward and he has that power that he just puts into every shot. So if he connects, could be a short night. But
1: yeah. Yeah. I understood all of the above. I, I happen to think that Perry's gonna be able to connect and get it done. Yeah, that's that's what I think. You think the same?
0: Yeah, that's where my heart is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So we're so we're both with Mike Perry on this. Um how about the last fight? Uh we've obviously done Shevchenko, but yeah, so Figueroa and Alex Prez in the main event.
0: I think Figueroa will get this done. I yeah. think I think he's going to win this and I don't know how long Cejudo is going to sit on the sidelines for. So I think he's going to win this and call him out. And I think that'll be the return of Cejudo. But yeah, I just think it's Figueroa's time. He looks good. He looked really good in the last fight. The only challenge for me is like he needs to make weight, obviously. Mm,
2: mm, mm. Whenever
0: someone misses weight once, it's, it's always alarming. Um,
1: I was, listening to, um, I was listening to another podcast or another thing on YouTube talking about the fights recently and um, apparently uh, um, Figueroa usually arrives at about 140, 141 pounds when he arrives the week of the fight and then cuts what? What's that? 15 pounds to get down and he arrived this week at 136. So they think he's, ha- he's got it dialed in a bit more now.
0: Yeah, and, and that, that's, I suppose that's the, the important thing when it comes to uh, this, is if he, the, the weight cut can be everything. I mean, if you're not, if, obviously if you miss weight, that's the problem. But if you have a tough weight cut, it can. I think sometimes people, the next day, just forget about the weight cut, but it can have an impact. So if he's if he's on his weight, I think that's uh, that's a good sign. So again, that just more leans towards him mm. getting it done. And I, I think you'll just, I, to be honest, I think you'll get it done in the second round. Early and uh...
1: what do you what do you think? We'll look at Alex Pres in a second, but I'll, I want to. What do you think of um, Figueroa in general? Just, just how how he's looking, how he's going? Because I, I feel like he's um, I feel like he's going to be a breakout star for the flyweight division, and I feel like he's going to actually become a draw. It's just the problem is there's not a, enough contenders, but I feel like the way in which he's just going to just fucking like just melt people man he just goes out there and melts people like Benavidez both in both fights they fought twice he got knocked down in one and then choked unconscious in the other but both those fights they lasted in I think in in total it was like a, about 10 minutes of fighting and he got dropped like five times and almost submitted like three or four times and the the recent one that was that was vicious, man. Like, it, it didn't look like he was in there competing with Benavidez. It looked like he went in there to kill him.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I agree. They need someone like him um, in the division and they need finishers. They need someone, that, like, that's the thing with Cejudo, what was so good about him. He was finishing people mm-hmm. and he was finishing very good people. So I think remember yeah, the, the flyweight division, especially now Cejudo's gone, again, Dana was looking at dumping that only a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So they do need someone like him, and I do think he's the future. And I think him he needs this win, obviously, and I think he will. And then I think even if he gets a few more wins, especially I think the Garbrandt fight should be next because I just think he needs to keep beating those names so he can build his name.
1: The, because the, only, even the only way Garbrandt. that's not the next... Sorry. The, I was going to say, the only, the only way I th- see Garbrandt not being the next... Is if Moreno or Roy Val have like an absolutely outstanding performance over each other, one of them over the other, yeah, yeah. might might be able to get the title shot off that. But that's the only other way that it's not Garbrandt.
0: Yeah, I can't see it not being Garbrandt. Um, the guy is a draw, um, especially because he he has that style of he. he he goes in there to knock the other person out. Um, but or get, again, or
1: get knocked out. <laughs>
0: and, that's, and that's the thing, right? It's so much of it is on name because, um, you know, it's not too long ago that um, Garver went 0 mm. 3.
1: Already- and, and I mean, even but prior to that, he looked un, unbeatable against Dominic Cruz, you know, and then, and then got knocked out by TJ Dillashaw twice. Yeah, who, exactly. who was the third one? The third one was um, the jiu-jitsu uh, guy. Um, what's his uh, name? Uh, he's Brazilian. He's real. He's got a real nasty guillotine.
2: Uh,
1: oh, yeah, Pedro Munoz. That's right, Pedro Munoz. Yeah, yeah. he. I, I, oh, yeah, I like him
0: too. The thing with the dealer Shaw as well, I suppose. I mean that, that the this the, the Sun cow was a good win. A sense out. Sorry, it's a good win. But the the Dillashaw one, I think obviously Dillashaw got popped. But um, the only other things about those is there's a lot of emotion, and I feel like he is such an emotion fighter. And I mean, he made the same mistake in both those fights.
2: Mm, Yeah,
0: with overreaching and and Dillashaw, you know, performance enhancers or not, he's he he's such a technical fighter. So. He punished him for it. Didn't make that mistake, but the, the, back to Figueroa again. I, I just think the future, and I think uh, he gets. I think he needs to get this one done because Perez obviously isn't the biggest name in the world. Um, so he does need to win this, and I think he needs to win it dominantly. Because mm. um, again, I don't know. Like, it's going to be interesting to see if if Perez does win. What does that division look like? Dana's ultimate goal, right, is to get Garbrandt back to champion. They're, yeah. Like,
1: uh, well, if Perez, uh, if Perez wins, they're probably still going to put the Garbrandt fight up because I, I was watching the UFC Embedded and Perez was saying how um, the only reason he thinks Cody Garbrandt's come down to flyweight is because he can't compete with the guys at Bantamweight anymore. So he's yeah. already kind of s- like not, not started shit-talking him, but kind of, you know, drawed some attention to Cody's name himself. So if he gets the win, that might be the fight to make.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I, and I
2: especially remember, if he calls for
1: it.
0: Yeah. I can't remember who, who was saying it, but it was a really important. It's saying like, there seems to be this common thing now where you have, uh, you know, you, you'd be unsuccessful at your current division and you either go down or up as a, mm. as an option. And I think I can't remember exactly who was saying, but one of the things is like that generally doesn't isn't always the right option. I mean, you see it all the time now. People go up and up and down. You had RDA, you had um, yeah, yeah. He's just come down. Donald Taroni's
1: just announced that he's going down to 155. Yeah. and yeah, that's probably because Dana White didn't want to give him any more fights at 170. <laughs> it's
0: like it's like Kevin Lee as well. Yeah, Kevin true. Lee, I mean, he how I many. It's just, I don't know, I think sometimes some people can really stick in their divisions and, and get back to, but it, it, it's such a tough sport. It's not like any other sport. It's not like Rugby League where you have 26 games in a year or whatever and you can bounce back. You know, three, three losses is the end of the world.
1: Yeah, or well, the end, been, of you, yeah, end of your career at this level anyway, especially it, these it, days with the amount of, um, if you're not a draw and you lose three, you're pretty much gone. And that's, you know, obviously with how fast UFC is growing, they're trying to build names. They're obviously like contender series. I think they gave out almost 40 contracts, this contender series.
0: Yeah. yeah there's a lot of, uh lot of contracts going out. They're looking for a lot of young talent. So, um, and I think the other thing is to remember as well, is obviously Marina is ranked above Perez. So <laughs> And he's the joint number one contender in the UFC fight, right? This is where the rankings just do my head in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because... that's um, well, that's actually interesting. So we were saying earlier they might be one might be ranked above the other, but the fight. Remember originally it was Cody Garbrandt versus Figueroa, and on yes. this card it was going to be Alex Prez versus um, Brandon Moreno. But then when Cody Garbrandt got injured, they elevated Alex Perez to the title fight and Moreno got Brandon Rove up.
0: And this is why, again, I mean, it's a tough one because Garbrandt's there. I think it's so important for Moreno. and This is why I'm predicting him to win. I think he's going to come out and really, really want to win because, I mean, you don't want to be... When you're sitting in that position, you are ready for a title shot. And now he's basically defending that. And he's going to, mm. if Cody Carburant faces him, Figueroa next or the winner, um, he's going to probably have to fight again and defend it again. And he's mm. not really defending anything. He's, he's, he's in line. And especially when you're at this level, we all know Dana is not a fan of people that want to wait and won't fight. So especially in these little guys, Dana will just pass you up. So he's in an interesting spot. Um, but the one in that division, I mean, Brendan R- Raval, and I really like Kai Kara France as well in that division.
1: Mm, me, me too. I mean, he's probably the one that I support the most in that division, being yeah. you know, like New Zealand-Australia kind of connection.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- between all those guys, I think there's an exciting division there. And I think especially if Cejudo comes back, I mean, I think uh, there's there's a lot of good fights to make. But uh,
2: so- I, I hope
0: Moreno wins and I hope he gets the shot because I think Garbrandt should fight a uh, maybe a Benavides, but that's not good. that's not what's going
1: to happen. <laughs> that, that yeah, that's not going to happen. I don't, I don't think Ben Benavides is going to recover from that one.
0: <laughs> it's it's the way this thing works, right? It's the same as the, the Conor McGregor effect. He's ranked, you know, whatever in his divi- He's you know he's ranked fourth in the division. But he probably should be ranked lower because <laughs> he hasn't fought in such a long time, right? Mm. So let me, let me ask you, if
1: I redirect back to the um, Figueiredo versus Alex Perez yeah. fight, what, how, what do you think about Alex Perez and what are his, his keys to victory? And, and for him to get the win, how would you see it playing
0: out? Well, obviously, like, when you look at his, um, his record, I mean, he has a wide range. Of, the thing I noticed about him and I've seen him is he has a wide range of ways to win, right? You can win by submission, you can win by TKO, you can win by decision. Mm. He has many paths to victory, right? Um, But I just feel like Figueiredo is going to be similar fight to Joseph Benavidez. He's just going to be probably too technical. And I I think he will uh, get the job done. But again, I know it's MMA math, but you can't look past the fact that Perez beat the one person that beat Figueroa, And, I mean, the way he did it, leg kicks, I mean... Just blastery, mate. Eh? There's a game plan, right? And if he if he's clearly game planning well, especially, you know, if he comes in with the right game plan and he's watched the right film, it's one of those things you never know. He could come in with a great game plan and and uh, surprise me because at... What's, what's his record? 24 and 5. And you look at his record, he's... He's consistently winning fights in a row. There's the occasional loss, which is obviously to Benavidez. Um, I just... I think he's in with a chance, but I'll go Figueroa. Mm. And I think just sheer technique and he'll get the job done, but you can't sleep on Perez. Uh, How's
1: how's that for MMA math, man? Um, Figueroa got beaten by Formiga, right? Who Alex Mm. Perez has fought and beaten himself. But... Day, um, Davis and Figueredo beat Benavides, who has also fought Alex Perez, and Alex Perez lost to Benavides.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> Benavides is he's in everywhere in this division. Um, yeah. He's uh, he's all throughout. I mean, he he plays a big factor because you look at who's beat who, and that's the that's the the lightweight division. That's why the, the fight's so hard to predict. This fight, I think, personally. Did you because
1: did you did you also know that he's Meg- Megan Olivia's uh, husband?
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, I know that.
1: <laughs> I'm just joking, man, because <laughs> that's like um, people say the only thing he's known for is that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing to be known for,
2: right?
0: But <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. I think I think uh, all I can look at is just I know Benavidez is, although he he never got it. You know, got it done, and he had probably his last two chances of the title. He's a very good fighter. He did beat Sahuda. I That fight, I remember the decision. Um, you know, Sahudo did lose. Uh, he got deducted points because of low blows. But you know, he 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 has a history of success. And I mean, if Figueroa beat him and did it decisively, I just think, I, don't, I just think it's his time, and I think he's he's probably the one with the most confidence in the division. But yes. I mean, again, I go back to what I was saying before with Alex Perez, those leg kicks and a good game plan. I mean, you never know. Right. I think yeah. MMA match is a big role in this division.
1: I, th- I think you touched on a, a few thing a few good things there. Um figure uh, confidence. I think yes. that he's, I think he's at a point in his career now, the way that he's fighting, he's fighting like, um, like McGregor versus um, uh, what's his uh, Eddie Alvarez just with that kind of confidence. Like he's just going in there and fucking melting people, you know, like, you know, the guys at their peak, like Tyron Woodley, when he looked unbeatable, at even at just in moments, um, John Jones, all of those guys, that's how Figueroa is looking right now, at least in terms of just his aura in there. Uh, and, but Perez, I think he's keys to victory. I think it's his, um, his takedowns and his front headlock system. He, he's mm-hmm. got a very good front headlock system and I think he needs to utilize that either by um, trying to drag Figueroa off the cage to the floor or by um, trying to bait Figueroa into shooting and then sprawling on the shot. Yeah. That, that's where he's probably the most dangerous. Like if he's sort of that sort of top front headlock um, and then wrestling exchanges to stay on top at all that the front headlock sort of submission attacks and control from there. I think that's where he might have an edge over Figueroa. But outside of that, I don't think he can beat him.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, and, and the thing is like, maybe he gets down a but again, Figueroa is also a black belt in Jitsu, right? He, he's, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing when it comes to that stuff. And then, and that, and that again, to me, just points to he's confident all around. Um, uh, yeah. I, I think Figueroa for me and he's probably going to take this one, but as he said, Perez has his past has his victory uh, as well. The interesting thing, and back to what we were talking about before with this Fermiga, he, he plays such a heavy role in the division as well because his last three fights he lost to Benavidez, he lost to Moreno, and he lost to Alex Perez. So, but before that, he beat Figueredo, mm. so <laughs> it's just it, uh, it's just funny looking at this fight because, well, it, be- I guess
1: it it shows you that I mean, there's a lot of flyweights fighting like this. You know, there's a few flyweights on this card, but also it shows you how um, the division isn't very deep. You know, like the guys that have been around forever, like Formiga and um, Benavides, they're on everyone's resume because they've they've been around forever and they've fought everyone.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's a fair assessment. I think it's it is a tough fight to pick, but I think uh, Figueroa will get this done, and I think, deservingly, Moreno if he can win, uh, whoever wins out of that fight should be the number one after that. But I think obviously Garbrandt. So I think that pretty much sums it up. Well, we both think Figueroa is going to win. All right. So let, let's let's
1: um let's do a real quick repeat of who we think wins, just the names, and then we'll, we'll chat about some just what's happening in like the UFC and things like that. Um, so yep. start, we'll just do, so yeah, the flyweight. So Moreno versus Roy Vale. I think we both right. said Moreno. Yeah. Um, yep. Shogun versus Paul Craig.
0: Yeah, I got Shogun.
1: And I got Paul Craig. Um, Chukagian
0: versus Calvillo. V- yep, Chukagian for me. I got Calvio,
1: (laughs) so we're separate. This is good. This is good. Let's see what's up. What's up, my brother? What's up?
0: (laughs) I think the last three were the same, though.
1: (laughs) And um, yeah, so Mike Perry versus Tim Means. I think we're both Mike Perry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're both Chevchenko, and we're both Figueroa. So yeah, we'll see what we see when we see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think yeah, I think the last three, especially the last two fights, are. I think I think we'll both be definitely right on those ones.
1: Alrighty, sweet as man. Okay, so what else have we got going on in the UFC that, you, that you've been thinking about or that's on your mind?
0: Well, I think uh, obviously the, the big thing for me at the moment, it's interesting, is the lightweight division. I think that's the, the big one at the moment. Obviously, they just signed. Well, it's still not 100% official yet, but I'm sure it's just working out a few tweaks in contracts. But uh, obviously, Conor McGregor versus Poyer is booked. January 23rd, uh, that's going to be on Fight Island. Mm. A Conor McGregor fight without a crowd. Uh, that's a very odd experience. I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think the lightweight division is very, is heating up a lot. And it's going to be interesting from from that fight, what's going to happen next, because Dana is insisting that be he's not retired, and he's going to go to 30. And I, yeah, there's no way, I, I just can't see after this fight, if Conor McGregor wins, he's not going to push for that fight. Yeah. I, mean, I just...
1: Well, I mean, like, who, who, yeah, I, I think he will. Um, at, at this At this point in time, if... I think he's. I think he's kind of forced to though, because if McGregor, it depends on how he plays it. Look, if he wins and then is respectful and says like, "Look, uh, Khabib has retired until I'm told otherwise," um, you know, enjoy your retirement. Which I don't he's see. Say. I'm saying that that's one angle McGregor could take if he didn't want to take the fight. He could he could approach it from that angle, like out of respect for him retiring, kind of just leave it. Or he calls him out if he wants it, but also if he if he If he fights anyone else it's kind of going to look like he's trying to he doesn't want to fight kabib, which is kabib's going to see that as like uh as weakness if you get what
0: I'm saying yeah I think he definitely wants that's that's the fight he wants um mm. uh, I think when you look back on that fight, I think you look at the McGregor we have now and you look at the McGregor that we had in against Diaz and against alvarez i still feel i still feel that kabib will has a better chance to win that fight because just that, that wrestling, I mean it's amazing right, mm. what he can do when he gets people down, um, you don't get back up right, but I do think that that fight we saw a less motivated probably, he, you know he admitted he was drinking and, and then after that fight he went on all those uh, interesting legal battles and yeah. but he living, seems to back-
1: living like Scarface, you know <laughs>
0: Just it out of be control. He needs to be back focused now. And that's what I think everyone wants. And I think that's what's making the division, again, so hot. Because even if Khabib is off not doing anything, um, he's still got the title at the moment because Dana's keeping him with the title. You still... Like, Conor McGregor is a title fight in himself every time, right?
2: Mm.
0: Beating Conor McGregor is massive for your career. It was massive for Khabib's career. I mean, mm. his career was already good. And when he beat Connor, I mean, it just went through the roof, right? Um, so I think, I think the, the way, to me, that makes sense for the division, I think you have Poirier. The fight I've always said this year to make, other than Gaethje maybe and McGregor, is Poye and McGregor. You do that fight, I think you do. I think you, you can do. Who else is there? You've got Gaethje still sitting there. Gaethje, um, Michael Chandler,
1: Tony Ferguson yeah. and even Dan Hooker's probably in the mix. I think you do. And maybe RDA too after his win. Um, I do Dan Hooker. I he also think Felder, um, I think Felder also grew from the last weekend, even though he lost. I don't think it hurt his popularity as such.
0: Yeah, but he's retired. He's, he only took that because it was there, right? Yeah, but now he's back.
1: Now he's now he wants a new a fight. Yeah, he really wants fight to again. fight in the new year. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, okay, that's fair. But I, I do think I think the, the way to go is 100% Gaethje and Chandler. I think that makes sense. I think if you've already booked McGregor Poirier, you book Gaethje and Chandler. I think then there, there'll be a decision made on what's happening with Khabib. I think the play for Dana to get what, what to get Connor and Khabib in the cage together. I think just let Khabib keep the title. You do those two fights and then you have the winners fight each other and then the winner fights could be. Because I think the long-term play here is you also got to think about the pandemic, right? I don't know about you. I don't want to see McGregor could be without a crowd. I think that fight deserves a crowd. So I think if if doing a mini tournament can kick the ball down the road far enough to we can have crowds again.
2: Mm. Make it happen. Him.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can kick that into 2022 almost. So, um,
1: McGregor versus Poirier, right? Um, I, I, I agree with that and I'm looking forward to that. And I've, I've also thought that that was always the fight to make. Um,
2: yeah.
1: 100%. Uh, but Gaethje and Chandler, I'm not so sure about Chandler. Like, you know, if, he, if so, Gaethje just lost against Khabib, right? And if Chandler comes in and then beats him, you're suggesting that should mcgregor beat chandler so if 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 uh yeah should mcgregor beat chandler are you saying that chandler's going to potentially have one fight in the ufc and then get a red panty night against mcgregor and that 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 fight makes sense
0: so here's the thing right and this is this is the big factor in it is you got to also Connor doesn't need to do this anymore right mm. i mean it doesn't Like he's got so much money so He's doing it because he he likes to do it. So that's where I think the issue is going to be with the Chandler fight. I think Conor will more be of the opinion, screw fighting Michael Chandler. I'll just wait and we'll just fight Khabib when he's ready. Yeah. Um, but I think if Gaethje wins, they'll make the fight. I think Conor McGregor Gaethje, I think Gaethje is an appealing fight for McGregor because again, a few factors. One thing, he's an Ali is fighter. And I think Connor will... I think Connor's main problem is with Ali more than it is Khabib at this point. I think, I think uh, he'll enjoy that. Um, and I just think it, it, it's a fight that can sell. But you know, Chandler can probably sell too, especially if Chandler can destroy Gaethje not, in some fantastic... I, I, form. Uh,
1: not to mention... Um... Uh, Gagey from McGregor's perspective is sort of like, um, you know, history in the UFC. They have history together in terms of some trash talk and things like that. So that fight would make sense. And they would play all that kind of stuff. And I agree with you. If, if Chandler beats, if they make the fight between Gaethje and Chandler and Ch- Chandler was to win, I don't think McGregor takes the fight. Uh, and I think, and I also think like, fuck Chandler, Like you got to do a little bit more to get to McGregor. Um, but the other the other thing that throws a spanner in that works is that there's the the main talk around Chandler right now is actually coming from Tony Ferguson.
0: Yes, but Chandler's declined that fight for this year. Um, I I, I do I I I, I don't know. I think it's better for me that Ferguson maybe Chandler's the way to go, but I think if Ferguson probably can take on someone lower in the division, even like a Dan Hooker, I yeah, yeah. and get a good win. And a bounce back because I think sometimes a bounce back win is important. That's why I thought Connor fighting Cowboy was perfect because mm. you just like and everyone needs it. Like even Gaethje now, to be honest. Like I think Chandler's a good fight for him because Chandler's being welcomed to the UFC and we don't really know how he's going to go in the UFC. So I think that's a good fight because it's sort of the unknown. Um, but I think like a for a for Ferguson to jump back in with a gaichi or a Chandler, I think maybe he should uh take a lesser fight and build his way back up and and take time off too man like he got, he got bashed oh, it was tough it, it's a i mean it's a tough fight for him because he remember he was he was preparing for Khabib, right? No,
1: I, I, I understand. I'm not I'm not downplaying. Like, put it this way. I'm not. I agree with you, man. I like I like McGregor, um, Porriere. I like Gaethje, Chandler, and I like Tony Ferguson, Hooker. I think those three fights make sense. But from my perspective on Tony Ferguson, I understand that it was the Khabib fight that didn't um, happen, and that and that this um, Gaethje stepped in on late notice to fight Khabib, and um, sorry uh, to. To fight so to Ferguson, and that, that was how Ferguson lost his title shot. I understand all those things, and, and without reading too much into that, my issue is the fact that just in that, just Gaethje Ferguson, Ferguson took a lot of damage.
0: Yeah, he definitely needs like time a off.
1: lot, a lot of damage, and he needs time off for that, just for that alone.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so that's why I think him sort of not being in that for. I think there's four people. It's like a mini tournament between four people at the moment. And I think Khabib sort of... See, so this goes back to me with Khabib's whole goat debate, right? I don't think he will be the goat if he retires now. I think he needs to defend that title a few more times. Mm. And I think getting wins, another win over McGregor, maybe a win over Chandler, maybe eventually fighting folk Like the more n- names he adds to that list... He's gonna cement his his spot, right? Because you've got obviously GSP and whether you feel John Jones is still valid in that discussion, and you've got Demetrius who's in the smaller weights, but I think he needs a few more wins. So I don't I definitely don't think he's done. I think and based off what Dana said, so I think you got that four way little tournament Mm. to do. And it doesn't matter if, if Connor wins, it's he's either gonna fight Gaethje or Chandler, or he's going to wait and fight Khabib. But either way, I think by, by the end of 2021, if Connor wins against Poye, he's either going to be fighting for a championship against someone else or he's going to be fighting Khabib. Yeah. If I, he wins.
1: I, I think you're right on, on all accounts. Um, where, does, where does RDA fit into this after beating Felder the other weekend? Does he, does he potentially push Dan Hooker to the side and maybe RDA gets Tony Ferguson? And Uh, also, he was calling out McGregor. Do you think
0: McGregor entertains that? No, McGregor entertains that. Um, I don't think he has any... I think he knows... Like, I don't think that that fight does anything for him. I think the Poirier fight does. And and the other thing I do like about him with the Poirier fight is, again, there's no bad blood there. It's going to be a super respectful fight like the last one. Mm. Um, And I don't think he has any interest especially for this fight, doing any of that. Um, it was a fair I mean, bit of shit talking in the last fight. Week. If he wins this fight, he's in line for the shot because Dana will... That he's Remember, the UFC is going through COVID, so they can use a big star generating pay-per-view buyers right yeah. now.
1: But yeah, I agree. Worst-case uh, scenario, he fights one more time because um, Khabib doesn't want to step in and he potentially ends up fighting Gaethje anyway. And those are the two guys... Dustin, Gaethje, in the last couple of years since McGregor's kind of been out, they've both looked really good.
0: But Here's the issue, right, I, I see. I see one issue. If Khabib does stay out, the UFC loves interim titles because they can make a card a championship. They love to market it as a championship fight. That's just, they've been their motto the last five years. Anytime a champion's out for six months, eight months, nine months, they, they chuck in an interim title, right? Mm. Do we do Gaethje again in an interim title fight against Connor? Because if he wins, what do not?
1: we do? Um, Gaethje, only, only if he wins against Chandler. If he wins against Chandler and it's in dominating fashion and um, at that point in time, Khabib wants to relinquish the title, then yeah, McGregor versus... Um, Gaethje or potentially just or potentially Poirier versus Gaethje, that would be the fight to make for the title. In fact, right now, if we were to say right now today, what should the title fight be? Should Khabib um, be permanently retired and relinquishing the belt? I would say that it should be Poirier and Gaethje more so than McGregor. Oh, uh, on merit. Yes. Yeah. Like just so, at this point in time on- right now, that's what I would think the fight should be. Even though Gaethje just lost.
0: If we were in a fair and honest world, where money didn't play, <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. we—it doesn't matter if, if right now they're going to make a title fight. That, that McGregor name is on that card, no matter what. does if he's injured, they'll wait. Yeah, like,
2: I, 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 uh, I agree,
1: but I, I, I agree with you. But I also, I think part of um, Dana's plan to not make a title fight right now and to give Kabib time is also because um, if McGregor gets the title shot right now, it will be looked at as, as illegitimate and the fans themselves will think that it's bullshit. But yeah. if, um, if McGregor fights against um, Porrier in a fight that's not for the title and then wins that fight, then fans will believe in the Khabib rematch or should Khabib relinquish it at that point, they'll believe in McGregor deserving a shot against whoever else. And then the McGregor thing, it's it's all—it's the positive spin on it more so than a negative spin.
0: And I think that's the thing for Conor, right? If he can beat Poirier and then even if he does beat Gaethje straight after, right, it's then it puts the ball in Khabib's court because the question is now, are you, like, and no one's scared to fight anyone, but it's like, are you going to fight? Like, he's there. Like, because you even have, like, even when, Conor didn't fight Gaethje earlier in the year. They were like, oh, you're scared or whatever. Like These guys aren't scared of anyone. <laughs> They're getting a octagon and throw punches. But that's what people are going to be saying. They're like, come on, like fight him again. Mm. So I think if of earns it, I think the fans and everyone, especially Dana, you know, if Khabib's not going to fight, Connor will be champion. And then if he is, I think we end up with even Conor too. And I think, we, I think we won't see that fight though until early 2022 because... I think, as, as you were saying, Dana's plan, part of it will be to kick it down the road as far as possible. So I think what they actually might do is push the Chandler fight further down the road so that they can do Conor and Poirier early in the year, maybe push Chandler and Gage a little bit down the road so he, he, Dana can keep saying, we're waiting on the result of that, we're waiting on the result of that, and then really work out what's happening with Khabib because mm. Dana's a smart man and he knows what he's doing, and don't be surprised if the, if Khabib is going to fight again. If while Chandler and Gaethje uh, have a fight booked, he books Khabib and Connor <laughs> just to say so that there's no argument.
2: Mm, mm.
1: Yeah, because if the, the if the if the Gaethje Chandler fight happens, then people might say that one of those guys deserve the title shot, not McGregor. Yeah,
2: yeah and, I, and that's. I,
0: Dana plays the the game Um, really really well. But the way that he will, I
1: understand the perspective you're looking at, but the perspective that will be given to the fans, instead of it being that, will be that they're allowing Khabib time to mourn the loss of his father. Which, I mean, there's definitely an element, or there is an element of truth to that, no doubt. But I think from the business perspective, what you're saying makes sense.
0: Yeah, and Dana said straight away after the fight, speaking to Khabib, like Khabib acknowledged there's a lot of emotion with that, and that he's already spoken to his mother. And I think he knows I think I don't know I don't know what his dad would think, but I think he'd want him to continue. And I think he has a realistic chance if he keeps going and keeps fighting people and doing what he's doing, to be like no argument goat. I think at the moment he's not. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of emotion in people saying that after that fight. I just think a few more title defences like a GSP hat and maybe in a John Jones um, and he'll be up there. Uh, yeah, It's interesting that division is like super interesting to see what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think, I mean, from, from Khabib's perspective, maybe obviously he's mourning his father's loss and doesn't want to fight without his father. But I think a part of his um, journey towards accepting that he's going to fight again is going to, a part of that is going to be taking ownership of the fact that like amongst the Russian fighters, the Dagestani fighters in his team, like it's no longer his dad. That's the the, lead horse. It's him now. And and he needs to like assume that role, like, you know, on, on the field as well as off, meaning he's going to compete again. And he just needs time to process that.
0: Yeah. I think he just, he just needs, he just needs time. And I mean, I think with that time, hopefully, we can get to it. But the other thing is, uh, like, I think Connor's best play is to keep doing what he's doing with Khabib, saying all the best to, you, to your uh, family and all that and play that card because I think Khabib is a very, uh, you yeah, know, he's not driven by money. He's not driven by any of that. So he's not going to go through all that again mm. if he doesn't want to. Because yeah. he's not driven by any of that. He's not like where I think a Gaichi will jump on one day's notice to fight McGregor. Mm. That makes sense. Like I don't think Khabib's just not like that. I
1: don't. I don't think the McGregor Khabib fight's going to have the same animosity that it did previously. I think. Um, I think it's just in general. If that occurs again, it's a terrible look for McGregor. Um, just for him publicly, it's just a real bad look. But also, I think. Um, when they did fight, I don't think he'd like physically he had matured, but I don't think he'd hit like real genuine mental maturity at that point in time. And he was also, you know, on top of the world, money, drinking, drugs, like all of it, you know, you'd imagine how it would have been, how crazy it would have been. I think if they would fight again, I'm not suggesting the fight's going to go differently. I'm not sure how it goes. I think there's definitely a world that both of them can get the win. I would say that, percentage chance of Khabib winning is higher. That's for sure. Um, But I think McGregor comes into this as like a, a, you know, a mature man now and in a different place in his life as well. Yeah. So just the approach to the fight is different.
0: Yes. I think if you look at McGregor against like, I mean, McGregor looked like an animal against Sereni. like the week before his body, he just looked fit. And even now he's training hard it just looks Whereas I think if you go back To before Khabib It was all He still promotes proper 12 But It was all proper 12 It was all Just suits And I'm rich and, and this and that And even after the fight He was talking about Oh we lost We won the We lost the battle We won the war Or whatever He was just Delhi was like something Right Yeah Whereas now he seems A bit more You know His head's a bit more on So
1: Well he's not, He's probably not addicted To cocaine anymore Yeah <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, that's probably part of it.
0: Yeah, and and again, um, the one thing with this fight, again, it's all verbally agreed, Uh, and as Ariel's saying, it's not much of a, I don't think there'll be hurdles, but Dana is saying he needs to see what's happening with the world in the next few months. So I think if you see something like a country or something opening up with a vaccine or whatever, don't be surprised if McGregor and Poirier gets kicked down the road, if there's say an couple, opportunity
1: to have fans like in a month or two kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Because okay. I, and I know it's, it's a weird one, but I think they should be starting to look at Queensland potentially for UFC fights. I mean, they had a full crowd for state of origin. Um, so I think if, they can let's, uh, maybe, let's, I know let's um, look
1: look 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 look, look. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here my friend and say that uh Perth has been uh the king of yeah. COVID Mr. Mark McGowan himself and let's not forget brother we've got Optus Stadium so um yeah. before you open your mouth in vain it should definitely be in Perth should the UFC come to Australia it can be in
0: Perth <laughs> but I think I think America. <laughs> For a while, so I think there's. To be honest, I think there's some appealing options internationally. But, you know, of course, the issue will be the getting people here and quarantining and all that. Of course,
1: again, no, you're yeah. not. You're not making a bad. Um, Queensland's fine. You're. You're. I think you're on a good thing. Well, I'm, I'm just. I'm obviously from Perth, man. So I'm back well, yeah, for I
2: us.
0: <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what I think Dana's saying. Like, it's verbally agreed, but he said basically there's, there's a crap ton of what ifs right now so he he does want to keep an eye on it um mm.
1: he, let's um let me ask you like i think we've said a heap about that so people have kind of got a big picture of how we see the entire lightweight division at this point yeah. <laughs> you're all welcome <laughs> whether you maybe you agree maybe you disagree i think we'll yeah, find out, sure. um i wanted to ask you john jones adesanya that's that whole thing's got a bit to it as well and that's pretty um that's a good one
0: yeah, so that that one's interesting because it sounds like, and Dana is going to be pushing for look uh, out, uh, yarn to fight uh, Izzy. Yeah. So Izzy looks like he's going to go up because it just seems to be what Dana's plan is. He seems to think that uh, I know after the fight, Whitaker sort of was just very chill and very relaxed, and Dana said that he doesn't think he wants to fight. So. He now wants to move on to uh, Yarn to fight Izzy, and this is where I think that the Jones fight, the ideal situation to me is Jones fights Stepi and beats Stepi, Izzy fights Yarn, beats Yarn, then they both meet at Jones meets Izzy for the lightweight, light heavyweight title at um, two hundred five because there is, I don't see John Jones getting down to one eighty five, and there is no way. Izzy is going to heavyweight, <laughs> so I think it has to be at two hundred five. And if I think John Jones should fight for the heavyweight title next, at, while Izzy is fighting Jan.
1: Yeah, I. It's it's an interesting one, man, because I, I think just that um that Jan fight versus Adesanya, if um if Dominic Reyes had beaten Jan. I don't think that that Arasanya would be looking at the um, division right now at going up because I think that Reyes is a much harder fight for Arasanya than um, um, Jan Blockiewicz is, even though Jan knocked out um, Reyes. So I think yeah. the, t- the timing to go up a division is perfect. This is the, this is the fight to win.
0: Yeah, I. Now again, Jones. I don't know. These last few fights have been interesting. They haven't been as dominant. Like they've been, he's still very technical. But there's been some fights where I mean, he's not even close. Like you don't even, you wouldn't even mention the other guy's name at the end of it because he's just so good. But I, when it comes to those two, Izzy and Jones, do you how much of a chance do you give Izzy? I give him a chance, but I just I think Jones is bigger. He's just he's more technical or if not equal in terms of technique, I just think it's a tough fight for Izzy, and mm. he seems to think he can do it easily. But. Um,
1: just in terms of the look, I guess it depends on the division they're in, right? So, because that kind of does change it a little bit, but just on face value, if without going too much into the divisions and stuff, on face value, I think, I think, um, Adesanya is definitely a much more technical striker has a lot more t- from a striking perspective, has more tools. Um, but from grappling and wrestling cl- and clinching, I think John Jones takes the, the edge in all of those perspectives. And that's the kind of game he's going to try and impose. Um, the, uh, like the, the thing is, the thing is can Adasanya the, the problem Adesanya has is him and Jones, like in terms of length and reach, they're very similar fight where Adesanya is usually um, able to outreach people and keep them on the outside, whereas the John Jones fight is going to be harder to control that distance because they're going to be very similar length. Yeah. Um, and I think I think Adesanya is going to have a hard time controlling the distance for the five rounds, and I think John Jones is likely to close it, and if he gets the fight to the floor, if, if he gets the fight to the floor, I think he... Big Brothers Adesanya, um, like Figueroa did to um, Benavidez, just, you know, just melts him because he's just way too good yeah. from a wrestling perspective and, and the MMA grappling too. He's just at another level. But if Adesanya can keep it fighting and, and circle and move and things like that, I think he can edge out a decision. Maybe, maybe he hurts Jones and can close in, but it's probably more likely a decision win for Adesanya if he does yeah. get it done.
0: It's going to be interesting as well in the sense of like what weight they have to throw behind their, their punches and stuff, because you got to remember Jones is cutting from well over 200 pounds
2: mm. and
0: Izzy, Izzy walks around at apparently like 200, 205 max. So if they're fighting at 205 and Jones is cutting from 230, when they mm. walk in that octagon, it's a heavyweight versus middleweight, right? It's, it's, it's going to be... um. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. But the the way it goes, man, I don't know if it. It's it's hard to say whether it will be at um, light heavyweight or heavyweight. Because if if Adesanya beats Blockovich, right, he's got two belts. And then if John Jones wins the heavyweight title, I think in that case Adesanya will want to go up to get a third belt because that's legacy right there. Like right there, you win that fight. That's that fight, bro. Beating, if he's got two belts, right, put it this way. Let me phrase it like this. If, if Adesanya has two belts and then he's able to go up a division and compete for the heavyweight title to not only win a third belt, but to also to beat the most successful person the UFC's ever had, like in terms of dominance, overall dominance and things like that, it's like it's like fighting the it's like fighting Bowser at the end game of Mario. You know what I mean? Like for the heavyweight title, it's Bowser, it's your third fight. You, if you if you hit that, there's no there's no better achievement.
0: Yeah, but that's that's all that's all well and good in video games, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, Just just think about this for a second. Now now you're telling about you're thinking about John Jones fighting at heavyweight and he doesn't have to do a weight cut. So John Jones can walk in no, there.
1: I'm not saying I'm not saying Adesanya wins the fight. I'm saying that all of the things I'm mentioning are the reasons why Adasanya would take that risk to take the fight.
0: Yeah, but I think the smart thing to do is to do it at 205, and even if yeah. they want to make it even more, probably even on. But again, it's probably well, then well, hard. Well, you to know fight. what you know what
1: happens though, man. You know what happens, don't you? If Think about it like this: If Adesanya's got two belts, goes up to fight him at heavyweight for the heavyweight title, right? And let's say John Jones wins that fight, and it's a decision, and it's not a completely dominant victory, but he gets the win, right? What happens then is John Jones calls for the rematch again, but at the light heavyweight to get his strap back to take, end up taking two belts off him, and end up with two himself, and that would end his career.
0: Yeah, my mate, John Jones that, is
1: going up for the third.
0: My problem with that whole fight is it, like John Jones if John Jones gets a hold like John Jones grappling and wrestling. I mean it
2: just a mate, do you want, want to know
1: do you want to know what it would look like? It it would look like me grappling with you on a Wednesday night in Sydney. I would fucking ragdoll you around the mat and beat the shit oh, out of
2: you. Really,
0: me. really, <laughs> really. <laughs> That's why you ran off the as soon as I got my blue belt You, t- you took off the to Perth <laughs>
1: I, I, You got your blue belt Gave me a hiding And then I just got a new job
0: And left yeah, yeah. man We have a lot of blue belts now mate It uh, won't nah. be so easy When you come back <laughs> I had to throw some then, banter in. I had to, to throw John some
1: Jones. banter In there somewhere man Come on
0: Don Jones was a blue belt Not long ago <laughs> yeah. I was going to get mine back <laughs> When I saw <laughs> he was a blue belt I was like If he's a blue belt I'm not <laughs> But um, uh, He's definitely not I a think blue belt the other one that I saw this week, other than that, um, Holloway is getting back in. It is interesting. Mm,
1: who, who, are they, who are they looking at him, lining him he's up with? against
0: Qatar.
1: Alvin Kata. Yeah, Kelvin Cater, yeah. Cal- See, I don't, I don't like that fight for Holloway, man. I don't like that fight.
0: I don't He's never been a guy to shy away from. And here's the thing. He's a fighter. He can't, I don't think he can go to lightweight. Uh, that fight against Poirier, he was too small.
1: Mm. Definitely. He I,
0: yeah. so he, I mean, I also don't want to see him drop weight because he already looks skinny enough as it is when he can weight. So it's a. I see it as a tricky one for both of them. But again, I do think it's a. Uh, a winnable fight, and I also thought he won the last fight against Volkanovski, personally. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd have to watch the rounds. I can't exactly remember the rounds, but. I remember the first fight, obviously the leg kicks and stuff, and Volkanovsky had a very specific game plan. And I remember it wasn't as successful in the second fight. I maybe mm. I have to remember the rounds again.
1: The both fights were extremely competitive. I thought I thought Volkanovski um, edged the first one, and I was confident that he won the first one. I thought the second one um, was a closer fight, and. It wouldn't matter who they gave it to, it would have been an okay decision. No one would have been robbed. But I thought that um, Volkanovsky just did enough to scrape it.
0: Yeah, but you're biased. You're Aussie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's yeah, but too. I'm also I'm also a
1: believer in the person that has the title. Like nah, 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 nah. Like there's I an there's an element of that. I think there's an element no of that. Judge.
0: No judge. No judge. No, no, you can't do that. Like, judge cannot have a preconceived idea. Oh, well, he's the champion. Like it can't work that way. You have to judge round one, two, three, four, five, all individual rounds, and then put a score down at the end of each round. It doesn't matter who they are. That,
2: that's yeah. that doesn't work. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're
1: right. Then, you're, no, you're right. You're right. But just fighting in general, like my kind of view on.
2: Oh and yeah, that would
1: be like look. If you want the belt, you got to come and take it. You're not gonna like poke me for five rounds and like edge it out, and like I'm gonna give it to you. Like you got to take it. But I, but obviously in reality, what you're saying is exactly how it is. Yeah. But, but so I that do, might be why I'm leaning towards Volkanovski. So there, there is probably is bias.
0: I think Holloway's quickest path back to the title, right? Because remember, the current champion now he's lost to twice, technically. Um He's gonna have to take the tough fights, and I think he plans on doing that. Um, so, because remember, the other thing is, but the Poirier loss was obviously at one fifty-five. But he's he's only he's one and four in his last. Um, he's one and three, sorry, in his last four fights. Sum it so. sum it up for me. Good.
1: Just Poy- sum, sum, sum them up for me. Oh, well, yeah, Volkanovski, both of them, and then, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then he's lost, obviously, to Poirier when he beat Frankie Edgar, right? But the Poirier one we can write off because he looked like a midget against him. <laughs> he was tiny. But the two Volkanovski losses are losses, right? And they're against the current champion. Yeah. Um, so you can't look past that. But I do think someone like Holloway, if he does get a win against uh, like someone like Qatar, I think... He deserves to be right back in there. I mean, he beat Aldo twice. He beat Ortega when he was on the rise. He beat Perez. He's beat Lamas, Jeremy Stevens, Oliveira, Cub Swanson. I mean, he got in there with Connor, which was a good fight. They were both young men.
1: Mm, babies, um, man, both of them.
0: I think, uh, I mean, it still amazes me that he fought Coyier and McGregor because when I look at the size of those two and then how small he looked against Coyier, it's just amazing they were in the same division. Mm. But that was,
1: he, that was in, what was that, in 2016, 2015?
0: Well, he lost to Poirier in 2012, and then he lost to McGregor in 2013. That long ago. Was that
1: 2013? Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. That's when Connor was just like
2: a little that, guy. That, he was, his, his little that was his suit. second
1: fight, man. He fought, um, what's his name, uh, the guy that has the yeah. eyepiece his debut McGregor he he Brimage first Brimage Marcus Brimage that's right and then yeah. after that it was Holloway
2: and
0: then Brandao boy the yes. fight was a weird one um, because remember Connor had a lot of pullouts in Connor's UFC career a lot of it is pullouts uh, like people pulling out because he had uh, obviously Aldo pulled out and then he fought Aldo and then what's good and that's when he lost to Nate Diaz yeah um, and then the, the Eddie Alvarez fight was like out of nowhere Because he was supposed to fight RDS And then RDS lost to Eddie Alvarez
1: Yeah, that's and true it, That fight would have been massive If RDA won that fight And then fought McGregor at that point in time It was going to be a massive fight
0: Yeah, and and I think people also forget that like, uh, I mean, how could he not take off and fight <laughs> Floyd?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah
0: nah, man. So this, all,
1: all the power to you <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's that big gap in the uh, in the the story, right?
2: Mm.
1: What do you reckon, man? Have you got have you got much else on on, in, on your mind on UFC? I think that's pretty much for me. That might be the most of what's happening right now. I saw, I did see that um, on the on the Dana White's Contender Series. Um, Chelsea Hackett fought, and she's a um, Australian girl, and she unfortunately was TKO'd. I think in the second round, and that was the other day. I was watching it on um, on their app. So, I think I, I found. I'll, I'll give the shout out to the Run It Back podcast guys. They, um, they announced it on theirs, which I happened to listen to. And then, um, so I tuned in and watched it, and she didn't get the win, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. It's all right. I think there's uh, there's people that have left the UFC, come back. There's people that didn't get it in the first shot. Um, there, were, there was a thing on Twitter the other day I saw the first uh, Sean Shelby turning down Conor McGregor in 2011. Mm. So <laughs> I think that's the biggest example, right? If you just keep at it, I mean, and and that's the testament to his sort of mentality. But I think if people, whether you like him or not, can keep that mentality, you never know, right? Same with mm. Colby Covington. Although he took that odd, uh, he, he's not very popular. He knew what he needed to do because he was about to get cut. And look at him now. <laughs>
1: Mm. What do you what do you actually think about the welterweight division? The mix there with uh, the Usman, Covington, Masvidal, Leon Edwards, Kamsachayev,
0: or Hamzat, so. sorry. I think Hamzat should fight Leon Edwards. Well, that's scheduled, doing. right? That's that's actually scheduled. That's next. Yep, which is perfect. That's what I've been thinking the whole time. Is that December twelfth? Um, is it? I think oh, it, it is. Th- yeah, it's it's close. That was Leon- a, it. Was a
1: question? I'm not certain.
0: I think it's... was it early next year?
1: How's it? No, no, no. It is, it's the last fight of the year, right? Because I remember on the RL Helwani podcast for DC, they were talking about how if... Like, Leon Edwards has been, like, passed over for title shots, even though he's, like, on a huge win streak. COVID didn't help him. It did not. It did not. The only person COVID helped was Jemayev. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. He's the biggest... Uh, yeah. You know, he... Benefited. The other one in there is obviously Gilbert Burns.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Yep, yep, yep.
0: But (laughs) I do think think that the two best in the division are still Covington and Usman. I think that fight was a. It's always going to be a tough fight. But I have been saying this, and people disagree with me. So disagree with you all you want. But I think for Khabib's career, it'd be very interesting to see him fight Usman. And see how he goes up against the big, strong American, like big, strong wrestler, right?
2: Mm. It
1: because would, it it would, but I don't think, um, I don't think Khabib chases that fight, and I don't think Usman um will call for that shot.
2: No, up, I, I don't up.
0: think that, because remember they're the same manager, right? But um. It would make. Uh, to me, it'd just be very interesting to see Khabib against. So, like, okay. even people saying with with uh, what's it called.
1: I'll tell you what, man. If Usman ever wants to change the way people view him and actually become a liked and and um, a liked fighter, because I don't think many people really look forward to seeing him fight. But if he got on the mic and called out Khabib, forced Khabib to come up and then melted him, well, <laughs> that would put him in a whole new place. <laughs>
0: I think Dana summed up Woodley the same way I sum up Usman. He's like, people like him and then he opens his mouth. (laughs) Same thing. When he talks, he just does my head in. And it's the same as Woodley. When they get in the octagon, it's like, and I know not everyone wants to see someone grapple someone and wrestle them. But I mean that performance against Woodley, like Usman put on, I mean, that was just unbelievable. Yeah. And, Him and Colby's gas tank, I don't care who you want to talk about in the USA, I think they've got probably the top two gas tanks.
1: Yeah. like Sponsored by EPO.
0: Like, <laughs> that fight, they, whatever it is, they just kept going and going. And like the pace, the pace that Colby Covington works at. When he fought uh, a fight recent? Robbie Lawler, like that pace in that fight, like, yeah. it was insane. You don't <laughs> see that, especially with the bigger guys.
1: Those... Those two are the, definitely the I think the toughest matchups for everyone. Um, I, I'm keen to see Masvidal versus Covington though, just for the um, the spectacle of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. and
1: I'll and, and, and I'll uh, definitely be rooting for Masvidal in that one.
0: Masvidal is an interesting one because the, the uh, McGregor fight never came, and I think that's what he was angling for. And I think it was funny because. It was like it was there and it was like McGregor didn't choose him.
2: <laughs> like
0: after the the fight against Simone, he was like he talked shit but like he just didn't have an interest in it. Um and yeah, I think that sort of changed Masvidal's trajectory a little bit because at the, the lead up to that fight everyone was like Connor, Masvidal, Connor, Masvidal, Connor, Masvidal yeah. and
1: if, if, if Masvidal didn't wear that bloody That coat that, um, yeah, that Connor dumb. had worn previously If he didn't wear that I don't think that McGregor would have taken the piss out of him And then overlooked him like he did
0: Yeah I think you said that was like Stupid like he missed the mark there <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah I mean and it was a shame Because the, the Diaz press conference When he showed up with Scarface was excellent like, That I was that hilarious was,
1: it was, But it was like, perfect It was just perfect to lean on that kind of uh, angle, because he kind of does have that bad boy vibe, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and, and like, that I,
1: little cool, calm, and collected sort of vibe. Masvidal's got that down.
0: And the, I think the most the interesting thing in the UFC at the moment, and I was thinking about it today. Who, who, like, who doesn't get talked about much and he's forgotten? I just feel like Ingunn has been left a little bit, like. Ingunu is on a tear again, and why I don't know why they were not talking about him and Stipe. Like it should be to me, that should be me.
1: Well, it's probably because they're trying to make Stipe versus um, John Jones, I mean, so they're trying to put trying to put him on the back burners.
0: I mean, yeah, I know, but Ingunu is like Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, right, of the UFC, in the sense that when he gets in there, just scary. And I mean. He The way he's turned it around since those two tough losses, he he worked, he murked Curtis Blades, he murked King Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, and then everyone was like, Rosenstrack's going to be the one. 20 seconds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think his, like, his biggest thing was, well, obviously he got beaten by um, Stipe, and then after that he fought Derek Lewis, right? And just the fight was just because he was real they were both real gun shy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think he just lost. I think he lost a little bit of his traction there because that fight was such like a people come in expecting an absolute like gunfight, and then neither of them pulled the trigger at all.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think um Sorry, hold on. All good. Um good. Yeah, all I know is this. When you look at Blades Velasquez Junior De Santos and Version Strike, that there's about a minute and thirty seconds worth of fight time there, right? That means he's he's got he should fight for the title. If you ask me.
2: Mm.
1: Oh yeah, I yeah. I, agree, I agree with you completely. But it's yeah. I think that John Jones thing is just the, the marketing spin, and it's the. Um, when you look at the Like if you're angling for Arasanya Versus Jones right if you're angling For that it makes sense To try and put Jones up Against Stipe for the title Before Arasanya Fights Jones and the reason for that Is because if John Jones is going to get the heavyweight title it's A much easier matchup against Stipe Than it is for him against Ungano. Yeah
2: exactly If
1: Mganu was to fight Stipe first Yeah So I I, I feel like, I feel like that's why they're playing it, how they're playing it.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: All right, man. Um, Hey, I've kept you for long enough. So what do you reckon? Let's, let's um, let's call it a night for now. I'll, I'll publish this, I guess for release first thing in the morning, tomorrow, Friday. So this is straight off the press, straight out 12 hours later, this will be live. And um, look, man, thanks for coming on. I appreciate the, all the UFC talk, the fight picks and um, we'll, We'll do something like let's let's keep doing this as USC goes. We'll touch base into an episode every now and then and, and catch up on it all.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. Thanks for uh, having me on, and uh, hopefully the next time we do it as well, I think we'll have a really big card, especially for the McGregor card. To uh, yeah, yeah. Break it for yeah, a break. there
1: you go. That that sounds yeah. good. And 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 into the future, I'll be over there with you, so we'll be able to um, do these things in person. can wait and... for you to come back. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Chat all to you right. soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks good thanks to catch much. up. Bye. Bye.